Okay. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, David. As we approach, <laughs> we'll discuss um, why is Halak Mahanya in Aramaic. Okay? That's the topic. Oh. Okay? The demons. The demons. Malachim. So, so the, there's a few people discuss it. Same, you know, various explanations. But so I'll start the the with the Ram. Uh, I'm in the Torah time. I got that. I'm picking Yomo. The beginning. Very beginning. Very beginning. So it's like this. Um, so I need Yomo with the Ram. The Rivah says almost the same thing. And the fact that we say, this is like the very beginning of Amish. So the very fact that we say it in Aramis, the Fishakulam Hayimadabrin, the Lashon Aramis, that's what they spoke. And Amirats didn't understand Lashon Akodesh when they set it up. Right? So they set up in Aramax. So everyone was saying that. So they were saying, like, I dressed like other, or whatever. <laughs> this is the beginning that I got to understand, right? Right. Okay. Another matter. So Malachi Hasharis won't notice that we are glorifying ourselves with all this. And they'll like prosecute against us. And they'll mention our sins, that we're not fitting to be redeemed. Because the Machlechers don't recognize, they don't understand the Aramaic, as we explained in Kaddish. Okay? So we don't want the Machlechers to see that we're glorifying ourselves with all this. And they would taina and say, what? Look at all these sins. These guys don't deserve to be redeemed. Right? So in order to prevent such a misfortune, we say it in Aramaic so they won't hear it and realize. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That's the drama. Right? Now, the reverse is, I think, pretty much the same thing. It's, it's basically on... Uh, yeah, we've got Hashem Yeshem Mefarshim. So he has it on page five phase. He has it at the end, actually. And the footnote wants to say it's important, it's relevant, but I'll show you why. But he says, V'yesh Omrem, Ki l'kach nema v'lashon targum, K'desh l'en v'yem ha'lach on the etrigin o'lein ha'shem ha'spar m'chol zeviz, K'avasin ha'shem 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 Same thing. But he says it's at the end. So, oh, the Ritva, yeah, the Ritva. I have a revolver here now. Yeah, no, but... Yeah, my Ritva says straight up also. Oh, so I'm not doing that, yeah. Okay. So that's the Rebbe brings down Shadim at the beginning. But um okay, but I'm not doing that Pshat now. I'm doing the 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 Vidram and the Ridva also brings it down in uh face. Okay, so let, let us read. Let's just read Allah Mahanya so we know what we're talking about. And then we will um, analyze this Hedrish, whatever it is, right? Okay, so there's three parts, basically, as far as I can tell. So this is the poor man's bread that our fathers ate 
in the land of Mitzrayim. Okay? Part one. Part two. Anyone who's uh, needy or hungry, I think, should uh, come and, and eat. Anyone who's needy should come and do the carbon Pesach. Right? Okay, we're hungry, maybe? Dichman is hungry, I think. Yeah. Right? Not hungry. Yeah, so uh, fine. So anyone who's hungry, come and eat. Anyone who's needy should come and do the Pesach. That's part two. Part three. So now we're here. Next year in Ard Yisrael, land of Yisrael. Now we're servants. Next year, we'll be in Echor. So they they want to tie in the footnote that that's where the Ritva puts it at the end, because what does it mean that the Ramachars are going to see that we're glorifying ourselves? We're glorifying ourselves, saying Allah Ma'ana the Where's the glorification? So they want to tie that this is a glorification. Next year we're going to be in Next year we're going to be free. Oh, who are you? You think you're so shy? Kedai, you're going to be redeemed? What about all your averos? Right? Then that's why they say the Ritva has it at the very end. He has that, that, that commentary at the end. Because I, I kind of hear it. It's like it's not clear at the beginning. Well, how is Halach Ma'ani, the Chalach glorifying ourselves? Right? So I think it's Mashman. That, that's a good read. You know, I don't know that the Vodron necessarily argues on that. He's just explaining at the beginning why it's an Aramaic. But... No. Okay, so that's um, so you know the thing is not super coherent, right? These three parts. And this is the point of the Okay, not clear first of all what that means exactly. Is it like when they were servants, when they were having the tater on that night, when they were leaving? Right? There's like various possibilities of what that means, but whatever. Poor man's bread, it's, it's you know, kind of sounds right, lachamoni. Then, anyone who's needy, come and eat. Anyone who's, whatever, and only come and eat. Everyone who's needs, come for the Pesach. Okay, what's the connection with halachamani? And who are we inviting anyways? It's also too late for the Pesach. There are mana on it. Too late for the Pesach, and then, then, then too late for inviting people. To, I mean, I see you yell out in the streets, but your doors are closed, and whatever, right? And then, what's the flow of ideas here? Right? It's not even clear. What? Confused them. Confused them. Well, they're in Aramaic, so they're very confused. Yeah. They know what you're talking about, anyways. You know. Okay, so so right. I mean, it's odd in its own right. The only, the most sensible part is this Malafim thing, and that itself is not so simple, right? So uh, I, there are obviously a lot of questions to ask about this, right? And I'm sure you ask them every year, you know, some form or other. Yeah. The Malachim only speak Lashem HaKodesh? No one even said that openly. But I can no, so they don't know Lashem. They don't know Aramaic. So. Oh, I think they understand those languages. Oh. Okay. Maybe they love Hebrew, I think, but I don't know. They, they don't know. They don't know Aramaic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So any questions? Any questions, I guess, on the on the Medrash? Let's call it a Medrash. Can we call it a Medrash? Uh, it's probably got to be from Medrash somewhere. I, I don't know who made it up, but it's Yeshomer. It feels like a How is it glorifying ourselves? So we're saying, I mean, it sounds like we're talking all, you know, yeah. next year we're going to be in Jerusalem, really. Are you? Yeah. you know, I don't know. Really we sound like, like the Tevah. We should be. I think yeah. Be. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I mean, why are the Malachim getting so upset? What do they care? Yeah, why do we care that they care? Why do we care that they care? <laughs> they care. We care. Right. Okay. So if it's a bad idea to say, maybe we shouldn't say it, right? It's, uh, right? 
we're really worried, and it's a good argument that you know we shouldn't be glorifying ourselves. So don't glorify ourselves. Who are we fooling? Sneak it under the radar of the Malachim. Maybe they have a good point. Yeah, okay, who are the Malachim Shabbos? Who are they? Yeah, I know. What does it mean? We're out there. In what sense are we out there exactly? Like that kind of thing. Like you know, it's not clear exactly, but like we're not out them. Oh, out them, but like you know, sort of. What, what do we mean exactly by that? Right. Good question. Also, why is this the only time they can? Yeah, like uh, that's a good question. It's like it's not clear what exactly their their beef is, but like what about the whole agada? There's nothing else in the whole agada that we say that's going to get them upset, and the, you know, the shalava, you know, it's right. You're not saying that, right? But what about like I share a lot of those in a cane and you go in the morning with my family? I mean, it's not. Is that the only thing? That's like you know, like gets them, puts them off. It's pretty easy translation, also. Yeah, easy translation. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Not exactly. Uh, it's true. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Another question is like, what is the deal with halachah? Like, why is this the way we're starting? You're there, make not there, make. But like, I don't know. We're supposed to do market, right? There's no we're up to. So, like, what's what is this, right? Manastana. Let's get to the Manastana. Like, what are, what is this intro, right? Like, what's it's not just weird. Huh? It's like a hodgepodge of things. Like, what's the whole deal? Well, why are we saying this? Of course, what's the problem with the first answer? So that people understand that I'm a Hebrew. I mean, I guess the problem is it's a big Haggadah, it's all in Hebrew. Yeah. So, I mean, what good does it do to just say three lines in Aramaic? And everyone's like, it's excited. Oh, they're talking my language. And then, Manashtan Ha'la what does that mean? That's why they say it in Yiddish. And, uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's all, it's all so, yeah. So, I don't know. It's first answer I'm just saying is, like, you say it in that language, because this way people understand it. People understand it. So, what about the rest of the Gada? That's what you right. asked. Oh, I thought you were saying it. So, why not the, I'm oh, sorry. Like, um, we're in Dallas when we're saying this? But like, what are we bringing the carbon pasach? Or call, what does it mean called this? The, the, right. the, there's no carbon pasach in, uh, in Babel. So in Aramaic, like, where are we? It's not clear. When is this? Right? In Dallas? Sounds like it's in Dallas. Because I think there's people say it means pasach means like the Pesach meal or something, you know? It has to be. We said the Shalom Babi Yishlam. Shalom Babi Yishlam, right. So it doesn't sound like we're actually having a carbon pasach. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a good question. So I feel someone says, you know, that it means, I forgot who, but it means, like, whatever. The Pesach meal, the Seder. You know, it doesn't actually mean the Pesach, because there's no Pesach right now, but whatever. Right? But that's just says, um, here, the Raivan, right? There's no Pesach. I'm sure other people say it. I mean, I don't know. But you gotta be in your slime. Maybe, like, you're in your slime. It's funny because it's like, you know, we're doing later Pesach Matzah Mara and we're showing the Matzah. Like, this is just like a pre thing. This is the point about that, you know? And we it is like an That's true, right? I mean, Pesach Hashem Shnigalu, that's what we say later. So, what is, this is the point about the Eden of Israel. What, what is that? Who, who, who said that? Is that why we're eating it? No. So, what is it just Tham? This is the point about their father's Eden of Israel. Who cares? Right? There's nothing, there's nothing understandable about this. No? <laughs> Nothing. No, it's like it's very cryptic. And you haven't asked for this. So let me say one 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 starting point, okay? Introductory comment. This is the intro to the Seder in Gullus. Sounds right? right? It's not just an intro to the Seder, right? It's an intro to the Seder when we're talking Aramaic, right? Intro to the Seder in Gullus. 
So right, that's the teeny stuff. So why do we need an intro to the Seder and Golas? Why is the Seder and Golas any different than the Seder and the Yishalayim? I mean, maybe. Okay, so, so my thought is direction is what Yaakov's saying, is that here it is, we're talking all about, we're about to talk all about how Hashem redeemed us and thank Ula, all the great things that Hashem did for us. And we're sitting in Galus, maybe in a concentration camp, maybe in the pogroms, maybe in who knows what. I mean, now we're fortunate, we don't maybe think like this, but Galus is not always a great time for the Jews. Oftentimes it's very not good, right? And we're talking about the uh, Geula, Hashem redeemed us, we're free. What free? Hashata Avde? We're not free, right? We're servants, right? How's it going? Hashata Achra, Hashata Avde, right? So, I think I had this idea like, um, Years ago, I mean, the way this is somehow we I don't know who's who's came up with this phrase, but it's a phrase you say. It's like there's an elephant in the room, you know. It's like a certain. It's like you, we can't begin talking about seaport and talk. We're about to go and embark and talk all about all the great things Hashem did for us, and like we have to address the fact. We can't just talk about that without acknowledging the fact that we're in Gulf and we're in a stinky situation. Again, sometimes we're in a good situation, but oftentimes we're not. And like the Habala Gada has to address that for starters. This is the Haggadah for Babel, for Galas. And let's talk to the point. And then my thesis here is that's what these different elements are doing. Okay, They're talking to that problem. There's a problem that right out of the gates we have to address before we even get started. And then we could do our Haggadah the rest of the way. But it's like we got to contextualize. We have to explain. We have to, you know, give, answer that question. It's like a question which if it doesn't go answered, if it goes unanswered, it's like it's going to be nagging people who are sitting at our Seder are wondering, what are you talking about? And maybe that's in line with the Rosh talking language, everyone understands. we got to get this. We're about talking about, about, about Seder, about Yitzhak Mitzrayim, about Hashem's Chesed, about Hashem's redemption, with the chosen nation, all these things. Hold on a second. Everybody listen up. Let me give you a thing. Speak in your language. Let me tell you what's going on. Okay, so far so good? Okay, so hopefully, hopefully, we could unify these three elements. Maybe these three elements, this is the claim, see if it works, that these three elements are all somehow or other addressing that problem. And that would be a unification of them. They're, they're, the assumption of them being unified is based upon like the flow of ideas themselves. And there is no unification in that framework or on the surface, right? But if you say that what they're doing is they're addressing a, a problem, we weren't thinking about that, you know, like maybe there are three answers, three parts of an answer to that question. So they may not seem like they flow because you, you don't notice the context of which they're talking about. Right. Okay. So let's, let's say attempt. Let's see if we could um, take any of them in any order. Okay. In any order. We get some sort of uh, context in terms of uh, what are these answers. So, so Yaakov's saying is the third one. Third one is saying is Ashata Hacha. Yes, now we're here. Ashata Abde. True. Now we're servants. But we know Hashem is a God Israel. We've been in this situation before. Hashem redeemed us. 
And Hashem promised that he's going to go on and go saying, okay, Hashem, that's the second bracha, then the bracha on the second coast. We know Hashem is a God of Israel. There's a Gula Asida. This is the temporary site. And we can't judge the the Gula and say, like, the whole Gula is nothing because right now we're servants. Yes, we were free. Now we're servants. We're going to be free again. And this is like a little bump in the, in the, in the you know, in our history. But at the same time, we're, tonight we're going to talk about Hashem's redemption of us from Mitzrayim. And that really did give us freedom. Now, there doesn't mean another one. This is just a little blip. And uh, there's, we're, we're looking towards the future. Don't let the temporary state which we're in to undermine the idea of Hashem as a Gala. If Halila, it was over, this is our permanent state, Galas, then maybe in Hanami, we'd have a hard time doing uh, Seder, we'd have a hard time doing it. Because we were talking about that he brought us there, but then we just went right back to where he started. But since we know that there's going to be a future, that allows us to be able to look at this as a little downtrend. Okay, so the first one, I think, which is related to Yaakov's point, about the yeah. third one, which is the first one saying, this is the poor man's bread that our father did in Mitzrayim. They were eating this, why? I'm arguing, it doesn't mean when they were leaving Mitzrayim at the Seder or whatever, they were slaves. And the Mitzrayim were eating bread, leavened bread, all the fancy stuff that the Egyptians invented and had all this great leaven. But we were eating the slave, the poor man stuff, right? And this is what we're eating. But we're not there, right? We've advanced beyond that point, right? This is, they were mamish slaves. And look, I mean, sometimes we're in concentration camps or whatever, but in general, we're not. In general, we're able to have bread. This is what they have. So you see that there was, we have benefited. We have come from, this is what they were. They were mamish servants. And we're, when we say we're avde, I mean, sometimes we're servants, but generally means like we're avde to the galas. doesn't mean, but like, this is, this is where they were. And they ended up eating, you know, coming out and being able to partake of all the that in the mind and going to exercise and all these different things, you know. And therefore, we shouldn't be disheartened. This bread and matzo we have on our table is a reminder of what things were. And we know that they ended up rising out of it. So therefore, don't look at our, you might feel when you're in a tough situation, you may think it's all over. We can never, this is, nothing's going to ever happen. How could things possibly turn around? Well, how do you think they felt when they're in Mitzrayim eating the poor man's bread? For hundreds of years, right? Hundreds of years, right? They must have thought it was also hopeless. Must have felt that way. But you see, that's not true. So you can't judge by how bad your situation is to how, what the future has, right, uh, in store. Again, not the concentration camps, as hopeless as it seemed. A few years later, there was a state of Israel, right? And like, again, the way history works is you can't get taken down by our terrible state. We often are in bad states. But we know once before we were in Mitzrayim for 200 years and then we ended up going out and they ate that bread and then we had freedom. So don't get disheartened by your current state of affairs. Right? And that ties back to the third. We'll get to the middle on the second. That ties back to the third. We've been through this before. This is not a... Uh, we have these waves. They're waves of Jewish history. Okay. Yes, I am second part. You're saying it's on the process. But the key is saying the last thing the second part, is that, again, the first part is saying, this is the poor man's birthday, right? But us, right now, we're in a position to be inviting people, right? Whether it means we invite them at this very moment, or we invited them earlier in the day, or whatever. We're having a Pesach Seder, we're involved in Chassad, 
right? So those are as a result of the Gulls Mitzrayim, right? When we were Avodim in, in Mitzrayim, we weren't inviting in people to, to eat with us or to have a Seder with us. We were, you know, they were the Zara, we were living in uh, as servants, right? So don't think, first of all, don't think that we're back to where we started. That's part of the Taina. Why are we celebrating the Ula? We're right back where we started. We're not right back where we started. They were servants eating this poor man's bread because they were mamish poor. We're eating this poor man's bread as a mitzvah, part of the mitzvah's halayla. More involved in chesed, we're having people over, we're sharing with them in the in the Pesach Seder. So while it's true, we we're, we are avadim now, right? But they were avadim, and we have benefited from the gula. So there is, it's not like the gula, the benefit of the gula has been erased. On the contrary, we're able to be, this is the poor man's bread they ate, and we're saying, called and there's like a contrast. This is what they ate, and we're saying, we're involved in kind of eating the same bread, but not because we're so poor, because we're doing a mitzvah. We're involved in Kedusha, we're involved in the Seder. Right? So it's like kind of, it's noticing that it's true we are back in Gaulus, but not quite. Don't pretend like those gains were erased. And those benefits are very real, and we're going to talk about them tonight. And that's part of what we're talking about tonight. We're not necessarily talking about that right now we are living in the greatest you know, time in history. We're talking about the events of ETS and the great benefits which are accrued to us through them. And they were. We're able to have a Seder. We're able to be involved in Chassad. We're able to be involved in the values of the Torah Mitzvahs. So, yes, we're not still Hashat HaHacha. We're here. But next year, there's a future. Even as good as we are now, we have the Pesach and we have the, you know, the Chesed, but there's going to be greater. Next year, we're going to be the Israel. Next year, we're going to be Right? So they kind of are linked in this sense, right? So again, what are the points? It's saying, first of all, they were Avadim. And therefore, once upon a time, they had it and they felt like it was all over, but it wasn't. Right? Secondly, we benefited from that gula, right? It's not like we're just back to where we are. We benefit from it. And thirdly, we have our focus on the future. Ultimately, you don't have to just focus on the benefits that we have right now. There is the same goal as all Israel who redeemed us once upon a time is going to redeem us in the future. And then we're really going to redeem it in the fullest extent. And therefore, once we do that, now we can do the Seder. The same way everyone did the Seder, even back in the time of Eretz Yisrael or whatever. And you don't have those kashas. Like those kashas are, you know, in the background and you have to address them. But now that we've addressed them in a language that everybody understands, no one's going to have any arguments in the middle of the Seder. One second, you guys aren't free. One second, we're in a terrible situation. Right? We address them right out of the gates. So let's turn to the question of Amalachai Sharas, right? All this, all this doesn't need anything to do with Amalachai Sharas, right? I guess the deals there may because people speak Arabic. We want to tell everybody, right? Even people who aren't, you know, curious about them. We want to sit at the outside, make sure everyone has this clear, so they don't uh, hijack the seder, right? So we, we get this idea clear. But this doesn't have anything to do with Malachi Sharis, right? Still haven't really explained that at all. Yeah. Okay. So the Malachi Sharis. So so uh, let's say where's the start? The, the the jumping off point, right? So the way that, that brought down, I guess the Ritva puts it here. But it's open in the thing. It's like, what are the Malachi Sharks going to get upset about? Yeah, we're Misparim. 
calls us, right? We're taking glory. Let me just read that again. So, um, right, they're going to, you know, have a time against us. So we are we are glorifying in all this, right? And they'll remember our mention, our sins that were not fit. So, where are we glorifying in this? So, I think they, they, like they're saying this footnote, they're glorifying what we're saying. Right? We sound so confident, right? Really? Next year? Like, I don't know if we mean literally next year, or like most said, probably presumably it's a tefillah. But it's not just a tefillah. It's like, especially in this context, we're trying to counter the argument that how are you guys talking about the gula when you guys are slaves? So we're saying, oh, don't worry. We're not worried. Next year, we know next year the, the gula is in it, right? Again, I don't know if we literally mean next year. But we mean we're confident about the Gula and we're confident that this is just a little bump and we're going to be redeemed, right? And there's a tie up to that, really. What makes you so confident? If you guys think it's such a deacon, then you're going to be redeemed, right? So, so, so in truth, we're not that confident that we're going to be redeemed next year, for sure, right? But at the same time, like Yaakov Mashner, they were relying on Avtacha, right? Again, not about next, next year necessarily, but we know to be Avtacha. So I think the thing is like this, is that our attitude towards the Geula is like, there's like two sides to our attitude about the future Geula. On the one hand, we know it's going to happen. Thus, we know we have a bit of us. And we have, we have Avtacha, and therefore we can confidently say, Again, not necessarily next year, but we know we know that's where we're looking for us, right? right? At the same time, you, you might it might come off as being cocky and overconfident. That yeah, we've got it. We will just come right on the corner, right? As if, like, we're giving ourselves a pat on our back and saying, as a word said, Deacon, we're just waiting for the gula to come, come along, right? Because after all, we're so great. And that's not true. It's not that we know the gula is going to happen because we know how great Tzadikim we are. We don't feel that way. We shouldn't feel that way. We know that we have a phonus. We're in Gullus. We're speaking Aramaic. We don't really, we can't stand alongside Malachi and say, we are the ambassadors of the Shem Hashem, and we're going to speak in Lashem HaKodesh and teach everybody all the ideas about HaKodesh Baruch because we are the Malachi Sharas. We're the ones who are going to be Hashem's messengers in the world to teach them everybody about Torah. We're not that. We know we're not that. We talk Aramaic. We're involved in all the values of the Galas. We're impacted by them. We speak Aramaic. And we don't feel confident. We feel at a loss. We feel a lack of confidence in our own ability to be able to truly be the We know we've done many chatan. And we know the malachim are right. The malachim are, so to speak, the true messengers of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, would look at us. They would say, these guys, confident. They shouldn't be confident. They're not. They're not like us. Malachim again, the Hashem's messengers who are carrying out his ratzel. And we're not really really to stand on the whatever. 
pedestal that they're standing on and, uh, you know, teaching about Hashem. They speak Lashna Kodesh and they know how to teach true ideas. But us, we're lacking and they look at us and they scoff at us and say, these guys who are proclaiming their misfire and they're saying, on the contrary, the Malachim are going to be Makatrig and they're going to have a counter argument to us. So we can't, we can't, and if we try to claim that we are those guys, the ones who are really fitting in Lashon HaKodesh of the Pemalei, Lashon HaVav, the Eretz Yisrael in Hebrew, we know in the back of our minds the Malachi Shores. We hear the Malachi Shores laughing at us, so to speak, and saying, these guys don't know what they're talking about. And, and in a certain sense, we'd be duplicitous, or, you know, like, we're saying it, but it's not true. It's not like we're claiming some sort of false piety, which is not warranted. And that's going to, it doesn't sit well with us. And it's going to throw us off. And it's going to throw people of the Seder off. It's not, it's not the attitude which we could confidently um, carry with us. It's not the, you shouldn't have a head held up high, yelling out and saying to the world, we're the ones who are going to go teach everybody about Shem So we say it because we need to say it. Because we're in Gullus. And we can't be broken by the Gullus to forget about the grandeur of the Gula. And we have to, Say We have to not get taken down by the galas, not let it destroy us and prevent us from being able to focus on the geula. So we have to hang our hat on the promise, on the haftacha. We know from a kadosh and we have to say it, but we can't let it get to our heads. We say it in shame, in a certain sense. We say it in our tongue, in our language. We say it not in a confident way that we are impacted, our egos are brought up by it. But we say it because we're leaning on the on the haftacha. So it's like we we say it in this again, we can't say it in Lashma Kodesh. Because then we're saying it like we are we like we internalize it and it's real to our emotions and to our sense of self. Like we are again Lashma Kodesh is like the language of the Torah, the language of Kedusha, the language which truly is appropriate to represent the Kodesh Baruch Hu. But we don't feel that way. And again, and if we do say, if we do feel, if we do say it that way, we hear the Malachi Asharis in the back of our minds who are tining against us and laughing at us. And, and we're going to feel, we, we ourselves are not going to be able to comfortably do the Seder. And to comfortably, you know, we, we, we're living a lie in some sense. We're, we're not really at the level and we're pretending like we are. And that's not a good state of mind to be in. And it's going to throw off our Seder, throw off our internal minds and the people around us. So it's like, we have to be saying it. It's like I'm saying. It's like we're saying it, but saying it like through secondhand information. That's like a way to think about it. It's like we're say we know it because we have secondhand knowledge through the Avdacha that it's going to happen, but it doesn't ring true to our emotions, to our sense of our own level. So that's why it's like we're saying it in like a, not in like a public pronouncement, not in a MLA, the right language, but it's like in the, we're saying it with admit, admission that we talk Lashon, Lashon Aramis. And we talk, we're not really talking the language of the Allah. And we're not talking as we truly should be. We're not, we're, we're at a lower level. And we're kind of relegated to being like people who speak Aramaic or are influenced by the Gauls. Yeah. That's a good point. So one of, there's a lot of points going on here. So one point is, 
it's not just Shata uh, Avde, but there's also the previous contract is that they were our forefathers ate this from men's bread, and now we have we're at a higher level. Is that really a higher level though? Right, I'm saying we have the mitzvahs, we have doing chassad, we're inviting people in, and that's part of what we're reflecting on. We've benefited, and in some sense, we're trying to recognize how we're more elevated. Than, than the people who are in Mitzrayim. That also might cater to Arigam. But, again, that's not the point of this. The point isn't to cater to Arigam. It's to acknowledge that we are deficient. We are deficient. We're Avdai. We're deficient, and we're talking in this language. And it's not the language of Al-Athei It's the language of us, yeah, us common people who are at a low level. That we're not able to, we, we're not talking Lashna Kodesh. They talk Lashna Kodesh. They're not, they're not, we're right. This is like a, it's a slang. Right? It's one of those, it's one of those, like an ugly language or something in Aramaic. It's considered that way. That's all right. Question of whether you should dive, you shouldn't dive in Aramaic or something like that, right? I think it's a thing like that. It's like the best language is Hebrew and the worst language is Aramaic. Or something. But this is like the language of Gaulus. So it's saying that they're not involved in that. They're involved in the language of Lashna Kodesh. So, but this is where we're at. So we're specifically speaking in that language. And he's saying, like, where they don't understand, that means we're not trying to claim that we're like Malachishas. We're not there. We're claiming that we're trying to, we're struggling, we're in Dallas. We're trying to take some solace in the fact that there's, we've benefited from the Gula. We're thinking about the Gula and Sida. We know there's Al-Kacha. But, like, don't let the Seder get to your head. Let the, these ideas get to our head and start thinking, we're all confident and we're all... That's not the point of the Seder. We pat ourselves in the back and say, we're Bnei Horan and we're great and we have Mala Mitzvos and Hashem chose us and he's going to redeem us in the future and that's not really... That's not the point. Don't don't get all full of yourselves. It's to allow us to be able to focus on the ideas of the night. And Hashem is a Goel and he's going to flow us and all that. So we have to, in a certain sense, counteract the negativity of the Galas and don't let that take us down. But at the same time, we're not trying to aggrandize ourselves uh, either. And there's like the Lashna Koda, the, the Aramis is kind of, we're saying like these proud claims or whatever, but at the same time we're saying it in, in, in Aramis. So it's like there's, there's a balance. There's like a delicate balance where we have to put ourselves up, but not put ourselves too high. Put ourselves up so that we're not broken by the Gullahs, but at the same time don't put ourselves too high the fact that we feel full of ourselves and distract ourselves from the from the point of the the same. Saying another point about called different is like part of the vehicle of us moving from where we're at to the Shanaba is the mitzvahs. So we're we're acknowledging that not only are we Abdullah part of the Zakhus through which we could get to the Lashanab is through involving us with the mitzvahs. So they were uh, they were Eating the the lachmanya, we're involved in the seder and the mitzvah and mitzvah shem. In that merit, it will propel us to the level of being But again, not necessarily because we think we're there. We're striving towards there, but at the same time, we realize we're not quite there now. And I feel like this is a little bit more to work out some of the details, but this is the you know, general approach. You know, try to you know work out the kinks of the seder. Okay, so we're going to have a chag kosher v'sameach. Not a nice seder. 
دوستم دوست